0: On this week's FPL Happy Hour, in case I thought doesn't. you were going to DCL, are you want to captain DCL?
1: Yeah. I'm, at the moment, I've got it on Kane.
0: I might. Oh, captain, you're a pussy. You're not going to not... captain DCL. Oh, you that... ain't got the balls to do that, <laughs> Rob. You are not Maverick enough to do that. You you will do it, and then two minutes of deadline, be like, yeah, uh, Sham. I. I didn't have the balls to do it. I'm not Maverick enough. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the thirteenth episode, "Unlucky for Some," <laughs> of our new podcast FPL Happy Hour with me, Sham, otherwise known as FPL Two Guys One Cup on Twitter,
1: and myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda.
0: Rob, how are you, mate? International break is finally over now.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's all the games done now. We're recording yeah. uh, what half ten on Wednesday evening, um, yeah, and it's. It's good to know that in 72 hours time, uh, the game week 30 will be well underway and we'll be back to, hopefully, some exciting football um, to from now until the end of the season, which, yeah, there's still, what, eight game weeks to go and lots to play for. Um, yeah, with our ranks personally for fantasy as well as the actual league itself, I think. Everyone knows that City are probably going to win the league. But uh, yeah, that top four definitely not in the bag. And I think the relegation battle is going to be quite exciting, especially for the last spot. Um, Maybe not necessarily the bottom two, but yeah, definitely the last spot, I think, where Fulham currently reside. I think there's three or four clubs that could potentially slot in there um, if they're not careful. um, Yeah, how's your international break been? boring just you you didn't get you didn't get a red arrow (laughs) funny (laughs) and yeah you haven't lost any ground on me so it's it's a good week it must be a good week
0: it's not bad (laughs) you still i think you still got a few more points than me last week right
1: um no i think you got a point more i think i finished on 56 and you're on 57 i think so yeah yeah, you you gained you gained a point
0: on me (laughs) nice only about 50 to go yeah (laughs) Um, right Uh, so last week we went through how we did for game week 29 uh, and we spoke um, about uh, an upcoming fixture swing Uh, a lot of people are going to be targeting the new fixture swing especially those on a wild card Um, and we spoke about Leicester Liverpool Chelsea and Wolves so what we thought we'd do in tonight's episode is cover a few of those players uh you know a couple of players from each of those teams that we think that are really good options go through some stats on them um and then we'll go through our usual 5v5 so for game week 30 which players we really like for game week 30 and a lot of you including us um are looking at uh maybe one week punts or you know doing a transfer this week with some good fixtures uh, so we want to have a look at we're gonna have a look at which you know which um fixtures those one week punts may come from and and which players really are to look at right so let's get on with looking at um the teams first Rob do you want to go first with the teams that you've looked at
1: yep um so first of all I've I've gone with um yeah Chelsea um now the first player I was going to talk about um I've just sat and watched um numerous clips of him missing an absolute sitter um, against North Macedonia this evening. Um, uh, yeah, so that's Timo Werner, um, who I thought could represent some good value leading in, um, towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, he hasn't, hasn't hit the heights that maybe we'd expected. I, I guessed it on, um, the man on podcast, um, just before game week one, um, back in September and. I, I was really confident on uh, Timo Werner, um, like coming into the Premier League and absolutely tearing it up. He hasn't done that, um, but there, I did think, oh, there's still time for him. Um, but yeah, it, he looked completely demoralised after um, his Gundogan um, broke through and then squared the ball to him. He had an empty net and he could just completely fluffed it. Um, I didn't see that. Man. And fell, fell to, like fell to the ground. Like and that was at one-one. Um, and then North Macedonia went and uh, scored. Uh, to win, win two-one. Unbelievable scenes. And that was in Germany as well, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll quickly go over. Um, the team of Villanova stats. They're not great. Um like he's got an XG, so per 90, um, for the season in the Premier League of um, 0.43. Um, it's not great, but it's not disastrous either. Um, an XA of uh, 0.14, which considering he's actually playing as a wide forward, you'd probably like to see that. What period is this over? Um, this is for the season. Okay. Um, yeah, so. Average, yeah. yeah. Um, that's per 90. Um, so yeah, 0.14, like when he's playing as a wide forward, you'd expect him to, to be, you'd expect assists from him, um, or Mm -hmm. some chances, um, of those assists. It's just, yeah, not, uh, not come to fruition. So yeah, expected goals and assists contribution of 0.57 altogether. Um, which overall doesn't actually sound horrendous. Um, there's plenty of other assets that lots of people have got in their teams already that won't be performing that well. Um, but it's, it's the sort of the real, um, they're the real figures that he's got, um, in the Premier League this season, and that's five goals and five assists, um, which yeah, it's nowhere near, um, the levels we were expecting of him and we haven't seen much better since. Uh, Thomas Tuchel's come in, I know that in January, we um, we briefly spoke about, yeah, maybe it's time to keep an eye on team Raverna. And um, yeah, maybe Thomas Tuchel can come in and sort of breathe some life into him. But he's actually ended up being rotated a lot more, um, not played as a central striker. They seem to be playing more of a false nine with a or Mount even. Um, And so, and then he's been, so he's been pushed out onto the left, but then there's a few other players that can also play in that position that arguably um, might have a bit more form to them. Um, So, yeah, he's 11.1% owned. Um, I expect that to go down Um, actually um, this week. I think people might go move somewhere else um, with their punts. Um those that um, haven't got Kane might choose to bring Kane in. Um, but yeah, he's, he's an interesting one. Um, my main um, player from Chelsea that I'm looking at now is, is uh, Mason Mount um, because he's impressed me um, in the recent weeks for Chelsea and impressed me the other uh, night for England. Um, He seems to have really stepped up um, and really uh, begun to develop into a really good box-to-box midfielder as well as um, a more attacking, creative midfielder. Um, So he he can play lots of roles, which makes him um, more likely to stay in the lineup at Chelsea where there's lots of rotation. He can play in lots of different parts of that midfield. Um, as well as, like I just mentioned playing in that like false nine that Tuchel likes. Um, no, his figures aren't great because of, um, a lack of minutes. Um, he was injured for a while and then, um, yeah, just the, the rotation at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, so his, um goals he's got five so he's got the same amount of goals as Werner um, he's only got three assists at the moment um, but you'd expect that to go up with more involvement um, especially at the top end of the pitch um, then so xg is 4.2 over the season um, at n- 0.17 per 90 again it just shows where he was playing that deeper role at the beginning of the season I think he's going to be allowed more of that freedom um in the final third because um, he's shown um especially in the last sort of three or four weeks that um yeah he's a he's a threat um at the top he does it last Thursday for England and he, he scored the winner um and with a good finish um yeah his expected assists is actually the highest uh, Chelsea 0.22. Um, so it gives him an overall, um, so XG plus XA of 0.39, which again is is quite high considering, um, like we said, he was playing a deeper role at the start of the season. He scored more points than Werner. He's currently on 117 FPL points this season. Um, and he's only 7 million, which puts him at the sort of low end of the the sort of middle-priced um, midfielders, or the high end of the low-priced midfielders, um, so he's really nicely priced. As long as he's put in those sort of more advanced roles in the team, um, what do you think of those two first of all? Because they're they're two that I've looked at for attacking, and then I thought it would be it would be good to just touch on a couple of defenders that I'm thinking about moving forward. Because I know we mentioned last week about the defense at Chelsea being where we could find lots of more value.
0: Yeah, personally, I don't like Werner. I don't think he's done enough. Even when Tuchel's come in, he didn't do anything before under Lampard, He hasn't done enough for me now. Um, If I was looking at um, two attacking players as potentials, I'd be looking at Havertz and, and Mount. Havertz is really impressed in that kind of center forward role. Um, and when he has played in that centre-forward role um, at his last club, was it Dortmund, right?
1: Um, no, he or, was. Or was he... Where was he? He was um, He was at one of the other German teams.
0: <laughs> I can't remember which one. Yeah, his his last um, club, he played really well when he played in that centre-forward. I was, I was watching some stats on it or reading some stats on it. Um, so. Um, I probably wouldn't go to attacking but I would have a look to choose between one of them and if it was me I'd probably be edging towards Havertz although you are right that Mount is more uh, more nailed I guess. Um, what, imp- what kind of attracts me more is the um, defensive options. Now whilst the defence has been really good <clears throat> and they've got three really good fixtures um coming up so in 30 they've got west brom then 31 palace and then 32 they've got brighton after that it's not the best so they've then got west ham fulham city arsenal leicester villa now those don't like scream out to me clean sheets right okay maybe the fulham game maybe the west ham game but they don't scream clean sheets out to me but then sure the way that he's setting them up, he's setting them up to defend first. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely don't think the triple up for, from 33 is, is great. Maybe having one defender, but again, it's it's a really tough choice. Um, and, and we'll talk about this, I think, a bit more next week when we've had another week to think about it. But I think that's one of the reasons why initially, yes, we had said game week 31 wildcard. But now I'm thinking actually maybe 34 or 33 might be better because, in, you know, we can pile on the Chelsea assets now. We can pile on the Spurs assets now for 32. And then we can get off Chelsea and, and get off Spurs if you do a wild card in 33. And that's why I'm thinking that is a potential option as well. Um, I know we're kind of diverting topic slightly, but that's something to kind of think about in this discussion when we're when we're kind of talking about that. Um, but definitely for the next three game weeks, I think um getting at least two Chelsea is, is important, I think. Well, for those that have got one transfer, one Chelsea, and then maybe another one next week or um or something like that. Um Rudiger is is the best option just because of his value um and he's more nailed and then obviously you've got Aspie as well um what's your thoughts on that
1: um yeah so I mean Anton Runiger is someone that um yeah I've had a look at obviously there's the stats there's just nothing there because um yeah he's only made his uh what 13 starts um this season uh, in the Premier League. Um he's only played eleven hundred minutes. Um so he's, and a lot of that, like most of that, is in the last um sort of four or five weeks, um where he's just been trusted the um that that role in the heart of the Chelsea defence. He's at four point seven million, which if you I mean we'll have a we can quickly see that um there's players like uh, cash target all of that um sort of price bracket and they're easy players I, I, I think at the moment to be able to ship out especially if you've got a double um villa situation um at the back with martinez and um yeah target cash concert any of those then it might be worth um moving that one of them onto Rudiger because you're getting the better chance of the clean sheets at the moment, um, than you would at Villa. Um, so yeah, I think he's definitely huge value. He's, he's already like the way that I calculate, um, the value for my planner. Um, like just out of the few players that I've, um, got to research on um, this evening is the sort of same value player, um, as a certain, uh, Egyptian at Liverpool. Um, that's the sort of value that you're getting from Anton, Rud- uh, Rudiger. Um, so yeah, that, I'm, I think I'm definitely, um, if not this week for game week 30, then he'll definitely be in my team for 31. Um, yeah, there's no. I'm getting a Chelsea defender this week, but um, I actually prefer the last one, which is Marcus Alonso. Um, And we touched on last week um, about uh, West Brom and set pieces and um, their vulnerability from set pieces and Marcus Alonso, he's like seven foot ten or so, (laughs) so ridiculous and like good in the air. Um, he takes some set pieces as well. Like he takes free kicks, um, takes some corners. Um, I think I'd be surprised, um, especially with seeing Chilwell, um, play full, not a full 90 this evening for England. I'd be very surprised that we don't see Marcus Alonso start on Saturday lunchtime, um, a, because Chilwell looks like he's, um, not top of the pecking order at Chelsea at the moment, anyway, and B, because he has um, yeah, just played a full game what's less than 72 hours before um, Chelsea play again. So I'd, yeah, and with him starting, I'd expect an attack and return from him this week. Um, I think I'd, I'd almost guarantee an attack and return from Marcus Alonso this week. It's, it's one of those weeks where um you just get that feeling about him and uh like that we we used to get like a couple of years ago like you used to you'd bring him in for a game um or you'd even captain him for a game no like with that feeling of a return from him um yeah i could i could see a haul from marcus alonso this week yeah uh
0: anything else on chelsea
1: um no nothing really from Chelsea, like we mentioned Havertz, um and uh but he's just not had that um like there's not the numbers for him um he's only got like two goals to assist this season in the premier League um Zeech is another one that yeah if they if they perform well this weekend and like it's good enough for us to then come back next week and go, oh they were really good let it maybe be something to think about, um, but at the moment, they're the only three because um, team of earners tonight come out with my thoughts um, that I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, maybe if you wanted to go Mendy as your one goalkeeper, um, yeah, maybe that's an option as well. Obviously, we're not going to go and look at um, goalkeeper stats because a lot of it's based on clean sheets and stuff. And you can't just, you don't want to rely on save points for a goalkeeper because then you're, you're in trouble for your clean sheets. So um, yeah, that's, that's about
0: it from Chelsea. Um, Okay, who have we got next? So we've got Leicester next. So I looked at Leicester. Um, There's only really two people to look at at the moment, obviously Barnes is in uh, injured. Uh, Madison is coming back from injury, but we don't know when he's going to be back. Um, So there's two main people that I really like the look of. And the first is uh, Ian Acho. And you remember, Rob, that I uh, tipped him a few weeks ago, um, just before the Sheffield United game. So over the last four game weeks, he's been pairing with Vardy, whereas obviously Leicester traditionally just play the one at top with Vardy. But over the last four weeks, it's been the two of them together. So over the last four game weeks, he's scored 37 points, five goals, no assists, with an XG of 3.27, seven big chances, 10 shots in uh, on the box, seven shots on target, 15 shots in total, two big chances created, and an XA of 1.35. Um, and it looks like, and I'll bring up the other player as well, just so that we can discuss them together, the second player is, is Vardy his partner. And it looks like Vardy has become more of a kind of uh, assist king, you know, to uh, Ian Atra over the last few weeks. So Vardy has scored 24 points, hasn't scored any goals, but has got four assists. There's an XG of 1.64, three big chances, eight shots in the box, four shots on target, 10 shots, four big chances created, and an XA of 1.97. Now we know with Vardy that stats, you know, are never really in his favor because he only really normally has one chance and and that's it. Um, but that kind of tells me that he's supporting Ianacho a lot and actually having Vardy there next to Ian, uh, having Vardy there next to Ianacho is helping Ianacho out a lot. Um, now, whilst Vardy isn't creating those numbers from a goals point of view, he is getting those assists. And personally, I'm looking at a double between the two of them, like having Ian Acho, Vardy and Kane, because okay. I think one is supporting the other and the other supporting the other. The other one's one's getting the goals and one's getting the assists. Um, the only concern is when Madison is back, does, does that change? Or if Barnes, I don't know when Barnes is going to be back, if he's going to be back before the end of the season, does that then change and he doesn't, they don't play with two up top anymore I would be really surprised though because they're playing really well together they, they they're scoring goals Ian Acho's playing really well why would Brendan Rodgers want to change it yeah. and over Over the next couple of games, they've got some tough fixtures. So I wouldn't move to them now, but they've got City um, this week and then West Ham. um, But I think that game personally is going to be quite high scoring. So I wouldn't mind having either of them in for that game. But then 32-35 is arguably the best fixtures that you can think of for a team like um, Leicester. West Brom, Palace, Southampton and Newcastle. Mm -hmm. Like those defences for those teams are shit like yeah. so uh, they are just absolutely plum fixtures and i just think from an attacking point of view it's worth taking advantage of, uh, advantage of um which is why i think you know being in a unique situation where we're we're on a wild card or close to a wild card it's worth taking advantage and i think going and attacking those great fixtures is worth it with the yeah. with the double up front um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm really agreeing. Like I mean, for those that are watching on the YouTube, I've just got the um FDRs flicking over and so I had like a standard FDR on average over the next over three game weeks and an average over five game weeks and you can um see that it's just this green bar um between thirty one and thirty five for Leicester, um where yeah the the fixtures are so good. Um As you said, West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle, like you could easily think one of them or both of them are gonna net um a hat trick at some point. Um you'd captain either one of them maybe every single one of those weeks. Um like if you if you didn't have a better captain elsewhere, then you you're almost definitely captaining them um in probably all of those weeks. Um yeah, with Leicester now with Madison and Barnes out, um, it's very much, everything is centered around that front too. Um, yeah, Telemans pops up every now and again, but he's obviously not as reliable cause he's again, like more of a box to box midfielder than a number 10, um, yeah, and I th- I, th- I wouldn't even be worried about if Madison came back. I think um, in at- in Atro's like I think his form. Um, Rogers isn't the type of manager that will then go right. Get go back to the bench. He seems like the type of manager that would reward his players for playing well. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, like we've we've seen it. Um, other clubs like Liverpool years ago, um, when Sterling first broke through. Now, Sterling was, um, he was pushing other players out of the team at Liverpool because of his form. Um, like in the way that he broke through at Liverpool. Um, and Rodgers like rewarded him for that, didn't he? Um. Now I can see very much the sort of same thing with Ian Atro, where he's he's going to get rewarded for this um, form for as long as he he can continue it. Like we don't want to see them get to game, like get to the West Brom game, and then he miss like a handful of chances um, and have a terrible game. Then he could be he could be out of the team the, yep. the next week. That could easily happen. Um and if that happens, I think you're a lot of people are gonna be in trouble with um having a, a forward that is gonna be on their bench um because they're not gonna be able to get hit. That's uh, with Ian Atro, I think once you've got him you've you've kind of committed to him because you're gonna to have to move someone I, out to be able to afford and have a forward.
0: I disagree personally, Rob, because um he's five point seven million, right? So I'm looking at a three-five-two formation, uh, th- or oh, sorry, three-five-two slash three-four-three formation uh, for for a potential wild card from my drafts that I've done so far. Um, definitely three-four-three in those kind of four game weeks where I'll be playing Acho, Vardy, and Kane. Mm. So, but the fifth midfielder is going to be the likes of Lingard, Rafinha. Um, uh neves or Neto or someone like that around five-ish million that i don't mind benching right so rafinha for example has got three poor fixtures between 31 and 34. Um, and i think it's what is it uh city liverpool and someone else they get city liverpool
1: then united yeah
0: Right. Okay. So three tough fixtures. But if Ian Atchow is benched and I have Rafinha coming on, I don't necessarily mind that. The only concern is that obviously you're having Rafinha, uh, you're having Ian Atchow on the bench, and he comes on for a one pointer or whatever with five, ten minutes to go. If that happens a couple of game weeks in a row, that's when you might need to consider. But you can move um, Ian Atchow on for Antonio you know, the last few game weeks. So that's what I'm looking at doing, having him 32 to 35 and then having the likes of Antonio come in for the last three game weeks when West Ham have got three good fixtures, Mm -hmm. um, or or three or four good fixtures over that period, um, which is, I think he's only like 0.8 million more. I think Antonio's like 6.5 or 6.7, something like that. So about a million more. Um, So yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily mind that. I think the... Taking that risk and attacking those fixtures is going to be more beneficial than kind of not having the two of them. Because I think if they continue to, you know, perform how they performed over the last four game weeks, having those two, you are going to jump massive rank over everyone else. Because those not on wildcard, they might have Ian Acho, but they're not going to have Vardy as well. Yeah. Um, I'd be very surprised, very I mean, very surprised.
1: It does open up um, that extra one and a half to two million um, for you then to go with an extra premium in mid- midfield, where you might want Bruno, Salah, De Bruyne, Son. Like you, you might want, especially um, sort of in the next couple of, in the next sort of three or four weeks, you might want three or four of those players especially with um we we think that sun will be um back this weekend against newcastle but then they've got the double um in 32 and so you you'd want them but then in that same week you've got bruno against burnley de bruyne against villa salah against leeds i mean that's a horrible week (laughs) um like to because you want you want all of those players in um because any one of them could um potentially just go off. And Iginatro actually he's he's an enabler as well as a very good asset for the next few weeks um at at that price. And And you like yeah, he's only gonna go up in price, like if you if you don't have him and he goes off against West Brom, um then you're probably going to end up paying, like, and then if, say, if you waited till the 33 deadline, you could end up paying 0.2 more. You could, re- you could theoretically go up, price, up in price twice in a, that week um, because he'd go from rubbish ownership to skyrocketing because of the amount of wild cards out there. And um, at that time, so, yeah, I think it'd be good to yeah get ahead of the, get ahead of the curve, I think there. Um, and it, it just might be, yeah, as I said, be, be needed to fit those other players in.
0: Can you think of anyone else in Leicester that you think would be an option? I think I heard a few people talking about Castagne.
1: Um Yeah, I mean, I'm, with Leicester, I think I'm still dubious about their defence. Um, but Castagna is uh, yeah, he, he showed at the start of the season that, um, yeah, he could provide something from out on, on the right. And yeah, we, I'm not sure whether I'd, if I'm going for the double up, whether I want to triple up on Leicester, because um, as we said, there's loads of other teams with decent fixture runs that you also want to make sure you're targeting with players. so. I'm, it might be a case of just going for that front two, um, like you said, and just leaving it at that with Leicester. Um, the defenders are at tricky prices to fit in. Um, and you're definitely not going, even though Pereira seems to be playing that more advanced role, he's he's been very disappointing since he's come back from injury. So probably wouldn't go for him either. Um, yeah, so I think you're getting the best value out of, that front too than anywhere else
0: yep okay uh should we move on to liverpool yeah
1: yep so liverpool um well we all know about their main the main man um Mohammed salah um i thought you were about
0: to say uh, adrian
1: adrian adrian <laughs> 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 um, So Mohammed Salah, who a lot of people, um, have sold and got rid, um, but a lot of people still own him. Um, I, I think he's, he's now in this position where if you haven't got him, I don't think you need to buy him, but if you have got him, then don't sell. I think he's like in that, um, sort of thing now, because Either way, like that toward that run that Liverpool have got um, towards the end of the season, from thirty-two um, through to thirty-eight, it's a good run. Um, and if they still somehow manage to call themselves back into contention for a Champions League spot, then those five or six games could, like they, if they if they suddenly click, they could blow teams away, and that includes their fixture against. Uh, Man United, like they go mm-hmm. to Old Trafford in 34, um, and they're going to be, I'd expect them to be a different team to the one that we saw play uh, play us at the end of January in, in the league and in the cup, um, where we saw two really lackluster performances from Liverpool, and in the second one, United kind of tore them a new one, um, much to my delight. Um, but yeah, so Mohamed Salah, 174 points for the season. Um, so it's a good return. It's just, I think he was more explosive at the beginning of the season. He's picked up all of those points. Yeah. And then, in the, I mean, since Christmas, his performance has dropped off quite considerably. He was a long way ahead um, in the total points for FPL assets at Christmas. And it's just been clawed back and he's been overtaken by three or four players now. Um, but he's still 12.4 million. Um, so, an XG per 90 of 0.55. So over half a goal a game, XA of 0.15, which is expected from Salah because he's a greedy bastard. Um, (laughs) but it does give him an expected goals and assists, um, of 0.7. Um, which, yeah, it, it's good. It's, it's better than a lot of players in the league. There's not many players that are better than that. Um, he's got 17 goals this season. He's top scorer in the league still just, um, it's, well, I think that I think by week 33, he won't be the top scorer in the league. Um, I think Harry Kane might have something to say about that. Um, he's, yeah, three assists, um, over the season. Um, he's a solid, he's still a solid option. Um, there's lots of talk at the moment um about his future with Liverpool. Um I could I could see him um uh, moving on. Um like there's been PSG have been linked um with him and if they come knocking, I think he he could go there. Um that would be scary at PSG. Imagine Mbappe on one side, Salah on the other and then And um, Neymar, right? And Neymar, yeah. Um, or Mbappe would play through the middle. Neymar would go out on one side.
0: Yeah, it's just... w- w- Wouldn't wouldn't play in the middle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd he'd come on every now and again. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: he scores goals, you know, <laughs> and he fucking used to play for Stoke. did he?
1: Was it a few years, a couple of years ago? Um, didn't he miss? a goal on the line yeah, like on the put, line like it was it was, it was harder to miss yeah. than it was to score um, yeah yeah uh, he's just a meme um anyway so yeah mohammed salah yeah but like i said i i sold him in 26 27 um i haven't looked back i don't plan to look back um i i think i'm i'm happy with um bruno i think my other big premium, um, if anyone is going to be uh, KDB, if I want to bring him in for the last few, like three or four game weeks, um, but I'm, I'm quite happy to spread the funds a little bit to be able to afford um, the other big, big players like Vardy, son, Kane, uh, Bruno, um, have them all there instead um, of him. but the next player from Liverpool, um, who's, he doesn't have the stats to back it up because he only played seven times, started seven games for Liverpool, um, after he signed at the beginning of the season. Um, but his price is just beautiful. Um, and that's 6.7 million, Diogo Jota. Adrian, (laughs) Adrian ain't 6.7 million. (laughs) If he is, he needs to get in the bin. Um. Yeah, Diogo Jota, um, I mean, he was, he was just a revelation when he came into that Liverpool front three, um, because they, they started the season badly. And then Jota came in at the end of the transfer window, he started banging in goals, the front three really fluid, Um, Salah was performing well, Um, there was a bit of a drop off, I mean, Mane I don't know where he's gone this season. Um, but yeah, Salah, I think performed better when Jota was there, um, which will be interesting, um, moving forward, but he's just, he just screens value so per 90, um, an XG of 0.38, um, uh, an XA of 0.17. So he's got a higher XA than, um, anyone like his XA expected assist is the same as Trent, um, this season per 90. Um, expected goals and assists of 0.55 per 90 for the season. Um, just under that of Sadio Mane. Um, like, like I said, this is off a much shorter amount of data. I'd, I'd expect that if on the form that Jota was in, um, before he got injured, he'd be probably smashing,
0: um,
1: the other two big guns, uh, um, Mane and Salah out of the ballpark if he was fit for the whole season. Um, he only owned by 4.8% still. Um, that's as of like six o'clock this evening. Um, but in those seven starts, he got like 57. 57 fpl points um which wow. is it's is crazy um yeah brilliant i and i think at 6.7 million like if he's playing badly you can just fucking bench him <laughs> like yeah. if 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 things aren't going well like you bring him in so you bring him in, in 31 um you play him against villa you play him against leeds you play him against newcastle then in 34 if things aren't great and you don't fancy it, you can bench him against United. And then you've got him for Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Palace. Um, and if he's, I mean, if he's playing well, you play him in all of those games. And then there's like a couple of fixtures that, like we spoke about, um, like the Leicester assets and 32, 33, 34, 35, potentially captaining one of them in every single game. Um, in 35 foot six foot seven, 38, you could say that of a Liverpool asset, um, off of Salah or, or Jota, I'd, I'd take Mane out of the equation just because his, his form hasn't shown it this season at all. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's 100% the first name, um, coming into on my wild card. Um, Uh, I think a lot of people um, will also be thinking the
0: same. Are you thinking the same? Um, yes, yes, I am. Although, um, I'm looking at doing a a triple up on Liverpool. So the more that I'm talking to you on this podcast and going through it and, and writing stuff down, (laughs) um, the more I'm going, I prefer a 33 wildcard hmm. and and the reason is again so if we look at Liverpool's fixtures for example between uh, so the next few weeks they've got so 30 uh, 30 so if we were looking at doing a 31 wild card, it would be in 31 Villa Leeds uh, Villa and Leeds right in 31 and then 32 um, which decent fixtures like Leeds is a really good fixture villa is an okay fixture uh and then from 33 to 38 they've got newcastle united southampton west brom burnley palace like if that doesn't scream triple up i don't know what does like to me that is a salad jota TAA. although they have
1: although like, they have they have been beaten by three of those teams this season
0: yeah. <laughs> they have, but they're now going well, to be four pushing, of those
1: teams, even they,
0: they, they're going to be pushing for that Champions League spot. Hmm. Not
1: yeah, they they are to. going to
0: be pushing for that. Well, they've been playing, shit, but I, I think Jota's on form, he scored, I think, two or three goals for Portugal. Um, in the international break, Mo Salah scored a couple of goals. Okay, fine. It was against I don't know, Burundi or whatever they played, <laughs> Egypt played. I think it was Congo or so. I don't even know, but they played a shit team and they beat them 4-0. Um, but I think, you know, if you do the 33 wildcard as well, it gives you 31 and 32 to see whether or not they're in form. Yeah. And so whether or not it's worth doing the triple up. And that's what I'm thinking more towards now is... Because I can then go TEA, Salah Jota, and really lump on them, lump on um, who is it that I spoke about earlier on uh, for the last few last can't remember Leicester. Um, so yeah, I, re- I I personally like T A as well. I think his his um, numbers over the last four weeks has been really good. I disagree what you're saying in terms of about Salah, where you're saying if you don't have him. Um, kind of it's not a buy. I think he is worth a buy. But I think Jota is definitely a buy is whether or not you want to double up and go Salah and Jota and personally, I think it's worth it. See, I, I'd, I'd maybe
1: look at those last um, six weeks and go Jota and then use that money to then double up on your defence, go TAA, go for the the old guard um, of TAA and Robo. Robo. Yeah. Um, because I've like by then as well, you'll be looking at them having pretty much full strength. Um, I'd like to see Liverpool at, um, a point where they've got their, their top 10, um, out of their 11, cause they're not going to have Van Dyke back this season. Um, mm-hmm. so if they can get Gomez in there, um, and then Matip as well. Um, and then have Henderson and Fabinho back in that, um, pivot in midfield and then be able to free up the rest of the players, then, um, yeah, I think they could be, they could be scary towards the end of the season. And if Fabinho and Henderson are playing in that pivot, Rob Robertson and Alexander Arnold will get returns because yeah. they get that freedom to go forward. They they don't have to worry about defending because when they go forward, Fabinho and Henderson um, come out and they fill those holes that they leave um, and they do it well. So you end up getting um, the clean sheets again um, and then you end up getting the other returns. I've, I think I'll almost definitely be um, on triple Liverpool, whether I like it or not, by the time they play United in 34 um and yeah i i think yeah if if they're back to full strength they'll be a formidable opponent um for anyone and they could blow some teams away towards the end of the season especially if like if if they're chasing for this champions league spot like you're going to think if they don't make the champions league ne- for next season um like manet would he stay salah would he stay like I think they'd they'd end up going. Um, And then Wijnaldum almost left last summer um, for Barca. Now Barca won't be getting him this summer, but PSG could come in like PSG. I think are going to be the one team just coming in and stealing everyone over this summer. And um, the Italian sides as well, where we've seen Serie A be a lot more competitive this season than it has in recent years. Um yeah, they're they're gonna come in and especially if Juve manage to get Ronaldo off of their books, then they'll be looking to for a big marquee signing. Um so yeah, we could see Juve coming in and taking one of these big names from Liverpool, um, if they don't get make Europe. So it's it's their priority. And that's as well as Klopp Klopp could go. Um if if Liverpool don't make Europe, he might decide, yeah it's time to go so there's i think there's a lot riding on um these last few weeks for for liverpool this season um for yeah their future i mean a year ago we there was yeah people were like you had blooming graham soon saying this is the start of a dynasty and Mm. yeah it's it's unbelievable and it's not one injury. That guy
0: chats shit anyway, He's probably oh. blamed Pogba for this. Yeah,
1: yeah, he, yeah, it's Pogba's fault that uh, Van Dyke got injured and yeah. No, it's, yeah, I, going back uh, to the moon forward, I mean, for me personally, I just don't think by buying into Salah when the form isn't there But then being open to doing it later on, like I wouldn't do it on the wild card unless he banged a hat-trick in against Arsenal, then I might have to think again. Um, But yeah, I made that decision um, four game weeks ago and he hasn't done anything in the Premier League for me to go. I need him in my team now. Like, yeah, Yeah. those four goals last week. In uh, for Egypt, that's that's nothing because it was against the keeper that probably fixes cars for a living.
0: <laughs> probably, <laughs> like makes cakes. Or yeah, something. yeah,
1: Um yeah. So, like, yeah, you just, I, I can't, I can't look at Salah and go, yeah, you need to buy him because the f- the form doesn't doesn't say that. But if I owned him, I wouldn't sell him because. Yep. Because there's the players that you'd be selling him for, um, unless you unless you're going from Salah to Son, he's probably the only. That's probably the only player that I'd go in for um, at the moment. And even then, I'd I'd be dubious because of Spurs playing Man United next week. Um, you might do it as a one-off, one-week punt. Don't
0: know. Right. Should we move on to our last team? Yep so the last thing we picked out is wolves now for wolves i've got three players um but obviously we're just choosing two and i'll speak about the third and the second so a lot of people are talking about Neto in the community um his numbers are not great so over the last four weeks from 25 to 28 um, he's had 13 points he's 5.7 million Uh, no goals one assist xg of 1.02 one big chance six shots in the box uh, four shots on target, 12 shots in total, and two big chances created with an XA of 1.07. Uh, I'm not too keen on Neto. I know a lot of people are. A lot of people have said, you know, um, they really like him. Their fixtures are great from 31. So from 31, um, they've got Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton, are great fixtures. Um, but they're only great fixtures if they're a good team i.e wolves yeah are wolves a good team like you know you can say for example uh, a few weeks ago palace had a great fixture on. i think it was like eight weeks ago they had fantastic fixture on but there wasn't anyone in their team that you'd be like oh yeah i want to get them Mm -hmm. so what's the point of them having a good fixture on if it doesn't really matter like if they can't if they're not performing at the moment attacking wise they aren't performing um the other option potentially and i'm going to mention the third one the one that i prefer so the the person that i prefer out of um from wolves is is a defender and that's safe so over the last four game weeks uh he's got 15 points no goals or assists um low xg of 0.28 one big chance two shots on uh two shots in the box uh and one big chance has created, 0.41. Not great from an attacking point of view, but I think historically, over the last couple of seasons, if any defender is going to score goals, it's Sice. Um I know Cody's numbers recently, you know, he's been getting in the box more and he was an option and he is someone that I have been looking at as well. But I think size is kind of stick to what you know. He's the one that's been doing well over the last couple of years from a defender point of view. I think there's more likely for them to keep clean sheets than there are to score goals. Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton. Apart from the Brighton game, maybe the Fulham game, I think they can keep three clean sheets. Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom. I think think they can. Um, So... That's the, the best option for me is size. Another one people are looking at is Neves. Um, I, I was quite keen on Neves, but then having looked at his numbers, they don't seem to be great. But he is on penalties as well. Um, 19 points, so actually more than Neto over the last four game weeks. He scored one goal, no assists, um, two shots in the box, two shots on uh, on target. 10 shots in total because he likes shooting from outside the box um an xa of 0.19 only um personally i prefer him over Neto um because he's on pens um i don't know i i think at the moment i would probably just be going with the one wolves option uh and that's probably size um i don't know what are your thoughts rob yeah i'd agree
1: um yeah i've Roman Syus was someone that I've looked at and I've like have noticed in um especially sort of since Christmas, he seems to be I think it's where they haven't got Jimenez there and they haven't got the aerial threat. Um like they're being encouraged, like the the defenders are being encouraged, um and well just in general the taller players to get themselves up there and get themselves into the box. Cause like we, we touched on last week on that quality of delivery from, um, from the midfielders at Wolves, um, but there's no one there to get on the end of it. So yeah, he's, um, someone that I've definitely thought about along with, um, Connor Cody. Um, and again, it's like, like you said, with those fixtures between, uh, like 31, 32, 33, 34, um, all decent fixtures uh for Wolves and potential for clean sheets so i mean if you didn't want to make that choice of which one shall i go for you could potentially just go for the double up um yeah, double up on liverpool double up on wolves and then stick it Emmy martinez in goal and you're sorted aren't you um hmm. but yeah i yeah i don't think i'll go for one of them in midfield i think there's so many other midfielders um, available um, at those price, price tags that you'd maybe want instead. Um, like we, yeah, we
0: Lingard, talk- Rafinha, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yes, yeah, that they're playing for slightly better teams um, and like providing more consistent returns, because um, I mean, that's what you want at this stage in the season. you you kind of, yeah. You you want the gambles, but they need to be the right gambles, don't they? Um, yeah. And I, I think agree. I think if you're going with a Wolves field, if Jimenez was there, um, and he was playing, I think I'd be more inclined yeah, to definitely. take the gamble um, on yeah, one of them because I think then the chance for assists is higher. But um, you've got a feel for Fabio Silva. He's like. He was bought bought to the club like, and put in the development squad to develop.
0: Um, As he's, he's then him and Jimenez got injured.
1: Yeah, and he's starting. And like uh, William Jose came came in from Sociedad in January, and he he hasn't done much better. there's there's a reason Sociedad let him go. Um, and I think we've seen that reason. Um, so yeah, I'm. I think I'd be yeah with Wolves going for the, the low risk options um, in yeah, size and Cody.
0: Okay, so that's the four teams covered. Um, I think obviously next week when um, I know at least you will definitely be going on the wild card for now. Anyway, that's what um, we've kind of what your plan is. Um, and I still might be but I'm not really sure. We'll go in a bit more detail with some drafts. Um, and talk about uh, our thoughts more about that right let's move on to our 5v5 for this week so last week uh, i won and took the lead so it was 5-5 it's now 6-5 i won 33 points to 30 and what the interesting thing is is that from the five players that we chose Uh, I scored 33 points you scored 30 both of those just over five players scored more than the FPL average Um, (laughs) so the FPL average was 26 or 25 I think it was uh, and just over five players we scored more than that which is quite interesting yeah Um, we we would have still been it
1: would have still been a red arrow in the top 100k top 10k of course Um, yeah of course but it would have been anywhere else it would have been a massive green arrow especially if you've only got five players in your squad for the whole season <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: exactly um right so for on to this week um so for new listeners um just a quick brief on the rundown and the rules every week me and rob choose um five players each um in the draft style format one at a time we can only pick uh, one A maximum one player from each team uh, one defender one goalkeeper two midfielders and one attacker and there are certain limitations on uh, percentage owned so you can only have um, two over 20% one must be under 20 one must be under 10 and one must be under five right so Rob let me just toss the coin do you want heads or tails mate tails please it is it is tails (laughs) <laughs> you order, sure? yeah, <laughs> yes. It it,
1: um well I'm, I'm I'm i hope you're sure. Um cool. Uh Bruno Bruno Fernandez. Uh currently Ooh. projected seven point one points um against Brighton on Sunday evening.
0: Okay. Uh um, Kane.
1: You've gone Harry Kane. Uh, he was the he was the number two pick um so for for me. Um, but yeah, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, projected Ooh. 5.8 points against
0: Chris. I think Palace he's gonna I, do really well. I, I am, think he's gonna do really well.
1: Yeah. I we will come and we'll look at our teams, um, shortly, but I'm, I might shock the world, um, this week. You're
0: captain DCL. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, uh, thinking about it.
0: I'm thinking about it. Right. I'm, I'm gonna go with Rafinha. Um
1: ta-ta-ta. Iliane Meslier, five point seven projected points against Sheffield United at home. Interesting. I think I'm, I'm really happy with my team so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm gonna go with, ah, oh, midfielders, you took my midfielder in Bruno. I haven't got any, well, I've got one other midfielder, but I actually prefer someone else. I'm just gonna write, have a quick scan, blah, 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 blah uh I will go with this is really shit for the audio um <laughs> I'm I'm going to go with Alonso
1: um, Cesar Azpilicueta um for Chelsea projected at 4.7 against West Brom uh
0: let me just check one player's quick ownership uh, I will go with Jay Lings
1: Jay Lings and then finally for me um Phil Foden i projected at 4.7 against Leicester I'm really happy with my team. So it's Meslier, Azpilicueta, Bruno and Foden and DCL.
0: I need a goalkeeper and it needs to be under, so I've done a 20, uh, done a five, done any, oh no. Yeah. It has to be under 10%, I think. Uh, actually no it doesn't have to be okay I'll go no it does it needs to be under 20 <laughs> I've got a 16 a 16 a 40 and a 2.5 so what does that mean uh, you can have a uh, any you can have any I can have an any no but then I don't have an under 10
1: oh yeah you need an under no you've got a
0: 2.5 yeah that's an under
1: 5 oh yeah so yeah you need an under 10 say the first one that comes out of your head and then I'll um, tell you I've got I've got the list I'll, I'll
0: go I'll go uh, so right, I'm looking at the ones now right Chelsea I can't do Mesley, Leno uh, god this is really shit for the audio Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, uh, let's go I don't even know I was thinking De Gea but he's even going to play we don't know um I can't go Mendy bloody hell this is hard <laughs> I don't even know if the Southampton goalkeeper is going to play um
1: and he's well Mc- McCarthy's over 13.2 percent is he yes yeah, so uh, he's a no-go anyway. I was
0: thinking Everton would does Pickford he's... play is he back is he fit <laughs> well exactly right I'm just going to go with he was uh, on the bench uh, tonight, Are- wasn't he? What's Areola? Areola?
1: Areola? Five point three percent. Yeah, go for that.
0: Ariola away
1: to Villa. You know Grealish is gonna score in the first minute.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, I left myself short there. Right, okay, so uh we've got um Meslien goal. Aspilaqueta, Foden, Bruno, DCL and I have Areola, uh, Alonso, Lingard, Rafinha, Kane. Well, I think that's pretty balanced to be fair. I
1: I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I'd, I'd, I'd make myself a two to seven favourite.
0: What? Odds on favourite? That yeah. that bloody high?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd nah. give you, I'd, I'd give you two to one, three to one. Ah,
0: no, nah, not that high. Not that high. <laughs> Definitely not that high. Definitely not that high. Um, okay, right. What are our thoughts then for this week in terms of um, some one week punts? A lot of people are thinking about one week punts. What fixtures do you like here? First off?
1: Um, I think the one that sticks out the most is the first fixture of the game week, Chelsea versus West Brom. Um, for me, like I I mentioned when we were talking about it, um, about Chelsea assets earlier, uh, Marcus Alonso, um, is a huge option. I think, um, this week, um, with West Brom's frailties from set pieces, um, and, and the fact that they don't like scoring goals, (laughs) um, so yeah, I'd, I'd. I'm very confident. Um, my move this week will be bringing in Marcus Alonso. Um, yeah, uh, it it's it's a screams clean sheet for Chelsea. Um, yeah, it's guaranteed. I think.
0: Um, I agree. But Alonso is my move. I told you earlier, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, have a fixtures that play that sort of catch everyone else's everyone's eye, like Spurs. Um, away at Newcastle obviously Newcastle have been horrendous recently will the international break help them a little bit just to um, sort of do we know if Wilson's back he was back in training two weeks ago I reckon so there'll be press conferencing on Friday afternoon probably Um, I reckon he'll play I think it's at the point now for Newcastle that even if he's 80% fit he has to play. Um, that's where they're really struggling, um, is in that final third and having that man to aim for up top. Um, yeah, but I think Spurs, a lot of people will still have son. Um, not there's, I mean, I've seen that he's, he was the most transferred out player for this game week. Um, which was probably people rage transferring um, Mm -hmm. when he didn't start um, or didn't, wasn't even on the team sheet a couple of weeks ago. So I can see him, a lot of people bringing him back in um, or yeah. And a lot of people sticking. Um, Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not thinking of moving him out this week. There's no, no need to uh, look like we're all sitting there with teams with um, like 13, 14, 15 starters. Um, There's it, no need, yeah. Like if, like you wouldn't take him out for a minus four. I think if he's fit, he starts. He's not the sort of player that, like if he's 75%, he gets put on the bench. He's If he's 75%, he either starts or he's not on the, uh, in the T te- like in the squad at all. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think it's very much take the same grounds that we did a couple of weeks ago and go, right, start him, um, and just make sure your bench is in the right order. <laughs> um, so that your whoever's your first bench player is ready to come on in case he doesn't start, but I. I fully expect him to be playing this week. Um, we haven't, I haven't heard much
0: out of Spurs, but yeah. I think um, for those that are on wild card next week, um, if you don't have any, or you don't have Rafinha and Bamford, I think Leeds assets are a good one week punt against Sheffield United. Sheffield United have conceded like way more big chances over the last four weeks than anyone else. So if you don't have the likes of Bamford and and um, Rafinha and you are wildcarding next week I do think they're a good option for a one-week punt um, but obviously if you're looking you know if you don't have a wild card I don't think they're worth bringing in because their fixtures from 31 to 34 are not, are not great. Um, I think another one you could look at is um, DCL I think is a good option. Um, Palace have conceded the most goals from headers they they can see the most headed uh, shots on target and dcls from headers is very good yeah, um it's a beast so then, yeah he is very good so yeah i i think those are the best options um are we you know bruno as well brighton their defense is a lot better but i don't know whether or not that's an option i don't have bruno in my team but um you know I don't necessarily think I'd be bringing in Bruno as a one-week punt. I think you've got to focus on the, the Chelsea fixture, the Leeds fixture, the Spurs fixture or the Everton fixture for me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and, or if you're feeling really fruity, you can look at the Southampton Burnley fixture. I think that game's going to be like a really high-scoring game. I think it's going to be like a 2-2 or 3-2. You could look at Adams Burn- or even Vidra.
1: Burnley in a high-scoring game.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they, attacking La- actually last time- their attacking numbers, their attacking numbers are actually not bad over the they, last few They weeks. scored free last time out. Who were they playing yeah. a
1: few weeks ago and they scored, yeah, and they banged in free. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, and the, there's other fixtures there that you just don't want to touch. Leicester versus Man City. I can see Man City, They're just being rotation all over the place. Um, like they've had players playing every minute of the international um international break. Um and yeah, you Arsenal, Liverpool, I do, we don't know which which Arsenal are gonna turn up and which Liverpool are gonna turn up. Um that yeah. could potentially if both are like playing well, that could be a really good game um on Saturday night. Um yeah and then yeah, but I yeah, wouldn't go for uh like my one week punts from anywhere other than those three or four definitely um and uh, even with Everton I'm not sure I'd bring in DCL for a one week punt if you can bring in a Chelsea defender instead. Um yeah, fair enough. Like I think if you if you were sitting there with um, a front free of Bamford, Antonio, Kane, would no, you? No, t- I wouldn't be
0: doing Yeah, no, would I wouldn't you- be
1: taking anyone. You wouldn't, you probably wouldn't take one of them. Like if you're going to take one of them out, then it's going to be Antonio. Uh, yeah, I agree. But would you do that over doing a dunk to Rudiger or Alonso? Or what I'm doing, which is Veltman to Alonso. <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: So right. Um, before we wrap up, should we have a, uh, do you want to just talk about what sort of transfers you're looking at with your team and the captains this week? What are you thinking? So yeah, at the moment,
1: um, I've got the armband on Kane, um and my transfer this week. Um, so for those that are on the video, you can see it. Um, it would just be replacing Veltman with um, Alonso. Um, like I said, and the, for those that are on the audio, I'll, I'll have Martinez in goal, Alonso Dallas, Sufal, Sochek, Fernandez, Sun, Rafinha, Calvert Lewin, Bamford, and Captain Kane. And my first bench
0: will be Trioro in case it doesn't. you were going to DCL, uh, you want going to Captain DCL.
1: Yeah. At the moment, I've got it on Kane. I might. Oh, captain, you're a pussy. You're not going
0: to Captain DCL. you ain't got the balls to do that Rob (laughs) you are not maverick enough to do that you you will do it and then two minutes of deadline be like yeah uh sham I I didn't have the balls to do it. I'm not maverick enough
1: that's probably what will happen yeah um
0: I'll be honest but
1: yeah happy with that um yeah I've got like 4.8 million in the bank (laughs) Um, I've got (laughs)
0: 9.6
1: So I was like, Oh, let's check I can do this move, like Veltman to Alonso. I was like i just logged in, saw the money in the bank, I was like, I don't even need to check. I, I know yeah. that I've got enough money there. Um I think there'll be a lot of people sitting there with in the same situation. So it is a case, it is a proper like it's just a free go, isn't it, this week? Um yeah. with the transfer because for a lot of people the budget doesn't doesn't even matter. Um yeah, like you could go from a four point two million player defender to Trent if you wanted to. Like, yeah, it's that ridiculous. Um, so let's have a look at how you're getting on. So,
0: um, I've currently got it on Rafinha, but I'm probably going to be going Kane or um, uh, maybe Alonso.
1: Oh, you, ha- you haven't Actually. got the
0: balls to go Calvert-Lewin, have you? Uh, no, I don't think Calvert-Lewin is a better option than Alonso. <laughs> um, so, I, I, I'm flirting between Kane, Rafinha and Alonso. I think the safe pick is to go Kane. So, um, I will probably end up going Kane. Just for those benefit on the on the audio, I've got Martinez, Cefal, Stones, Dallas, Lingard, Gundogan, Sun, Rafinha, DCL, Bamford and Kane. Um, and on the bench, I've got Cancelo, Lookman and Dunk. My move is probably going to be Dunk to uh, Alonso, in which case uh, Alonso will probably replace Stones. Um, and then I'll have safal Dallas and Alonso at the back. Um, I'm also I'm going to have a look tomorrow and Friday at um, whether or not I really want to go 31 or 33 wildcard because that will change my moves this week because if i can do if i am going to go for a 33 wild card i might do two moves this week and i might do I, uh, a double chelsea defense move or so i'll either be i'm definitely bringing in Alonso, um, and i could potentially bring in rudiger as well or i could do lookman to mount or havertz so if I am going to go for 33, I'll take a minus four this week.
1: Yeah, um, go, yeah Duncan stones, or Duncan Cancelo to Alonso and Rudigo, That'd be your thinking.
0: Yeah, if... yeah or, or Duncan, Duncan um, Lookman to Alonso and Havertz. I can afford that. I've got like 9.5 million or whatever in the bank. So, but I need to map it out. So I need to check to see, right. If I go 31, what my t- what's my team likely to be? If I go 33, what's my team likely to be? What's my transfers likely to be? And just work that out. And I think I need like a few, uh, you know, at least an hour tomorrow to work that out. And then if I'm going 31, I'm only going to go for one move. If I'm going 33, I will probably do two. Cool. So I need to kind of know that. Uh, right. Um right. Anything else from you, Rob? Um, no. No, I'm am yeah.
1: It'd be it'd be nice to get get back going with another good score this week. I'm quite confident, um like quietly confident about the week ahead. Um but I think yeah, a lot of people in those same boats, especially those that um were building towards the blank, there'll be a lot of very similar teams out there. Um, they're probably likely to be those that, um, were building to the bank that didn't have the second world card will probably be taking minus fours to move out their Brighton assets
0: this week. Indeed, right okay guys thanks for tuning in um we are a new pod so any feedback is really important to us and you can find us on twitter fpl underscore happy hour uh, we're also on a number of podcasts um, including spotify and google podcasts uh our youtube channel is fpl happy hour please like subscribe and share all your retweets and twitter are really appreciated so until next week have a great game week and may your arrows be green good night cheers
1: guys good night <laughs>